Hello and welcome to the Dave and Josh show. How are we doing today, Dave? Yeah, good. <laughs> no, I'm, no, no, I'm pretty good, man. Uh, yourself? I mean, I'm not going to lie. The past few days, uh, Dave and I have been struggling because we actually quit smoking. Like completely, just went cold turkey because... It's happened a few times before where me and David have said, yeah, yeah, we've quit smoking. And all of our friends are like, yeah, sure you have. Sure you've quit smoking. And to be honest, we would just replace it with something else. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, this is the first time you and I have gone cold turkey for everything. Like we, I mean, we still drink a couple beers here and there, but like it's, it's not to the extent that it's replacing our need to smoke. And I'll tell you something, like after years of smoking... <laughs> these withdrawal symptoms are heavy you know i wake up at night and uh i just can't really fall asleep anymore or i'll start sweating i get like these weird stomach cramps and then when i have my cravings especially yesterday i, I would get like really fucking depressed so these past few days i must say i've been really fucking heavy man like <laughs> it's also about like knowing what to do with your time Cause you've got so much extra time. Like yeah. I remember the first like two days, especially for me and for me and you, we just were literally like pacing around the house. Like we had to go on walks just to avoid the urge of like just sitting by the window smoking. smoking. Yeah, because we were so used to it. Because that's how we filled up the day a bit. You know, we'd work and then we'd smoke and then we'd work and then we'd smoke and then and then we'd end up just smoking and then we'd end up just chilling. And yeah, it, it wasn't. It wasn't healthy at all, or nor good. It was we actually wasted a lot of time. But of the funniest part was when we said we were like, yeah, we told everyone like, yeah, we quit smoking cigarettes, and that was back in like January. But in reality, we just smoked so much more hash that we were still getting our nicotine fix from the tobacco that was in, in the, the yeah, hash. exactly. Like, so yeah, it never really changed. But now, I feel like our lives are gradually getting more on the right track again. For sure. Uh, like, you know, I wouldn't say we've quit smoking it, but we're in the process of it. But now we have all this time. Like, it's really taught us to actually use our time efficiently and well instead of just wasting it around and thinking, okay, what do I do now? And I feel like that's something a lot of people can relate with, uh, especially during COVID time uh, and what will happen after. Because during COVID time, you know, especially when we were in the lockdown periods, yeah, you had to work, but you also had all these extra time. And I've, what I found was a lot of people started their own almost side hustle or their own, um, I don't know, some sort of venture or endeavor that uh, that they've moved on to. Obviously, we we look at only or we're exposed to more just young people, though, who are working from home. And so we've seen people over summer who have a lot of time and they're not really traveling as much as they would have been otherwise. So I, I don't know, like younger people might have started more side hustles, but I don't necessarily think the older population that were already working have either. I disagree because like our interview with Harold yesterday, uh, not yesterday, two days ago, um, his book that he wrote that's a side hustle on that like he's been doing it for three years but uh apparently during covid time he was just working he actually even told me that um he enjoyed doing the book more than actually his a job that he spent more time writing his book than his job during especially during covid time and which i feel like 
especially after COVID, I think a lot of people have started some sort of infrastructure for their um, how do you say their um, their hobbies. That is a it's a possibility that people will actually start doing jobs that they genuinely enjoy, and which is very different to I would say pre-COVID. I'm also traditionally that you you normally went for a job because you just want to get paid. It, it it was more about the cash. But nowadays, I feel like there's more of a push for passion instead of uh, monetary like uh, incentives. It's interesting because uh, I definitely agree with you that during COVID, uh, people don't, they're not, you're using what time you would have taken to commute into work to do other things because you effectively gain that back, especially if you work in central London then a lot of people have to travel 30 or 40 minutes to get to work. And so each day you're gaining like an hour and a half, two hours, just off of not having to commute in. So I think that some people, yeah, they have used that time wisely and that's okay. But I don't know whether we're in the right place to be able to say that people are more focused on passion when we're able to focus on passion. Because like, let's be honest, we get an allowance. And so it's slightly different when you have to work from home, right? But you already have the job. You're still reliant on that job for income. And I think people might realize more that it's possible to do everything online. But I still think you're going to see that divide of the divide between people if, of like uh, self-starters and kind of entrepreneurs who start their own thing online and people who still follow the traditional model of a job but it's just going to be with Zoom or um, Microsoft Teams is another big one. Or, um, oh, what's this? It begins with S. It's a... Skype? Not, not <laughs> it's not Skype. It's like a work one. And anyway, it doesn't really matter, but I th still think Siri. there will be that divide. What? You're really not good with technology. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, I still believe there will be a divide. And after COVID... There will be some people who won't go back to having the physical offices. Yeah. Because it's not necessary. It's yeah. not I think I think especially after COVID, everyone starts like has realized that you don't actually have to physically be there. And I remember I read on Bloomberg somewhere that airline uh airline businesses have now are now prepared that to have <laughs> sorry, let me reword that. Basically, the airline businesses are now prepared to have less people actually go on airlines at post-COVID time. Because in the past, most of the people that they had were actually businessmen going off to meetings and stuff like that. But now after COVID time, they've actually realized like, I don't have to fucking be there. You know, I, all I have to do is just start set up a Zoom meeting and done, done, done. I'm not going to waste my time to fly all the way to fucking America. You know, when I live in, I don't know, Hong Kong, for example. So, yeah. Vodafone did a similar thing, but like far before COVID. And I think we're just going to see that loads of businesses will do that. Vodafone invested a load of money. This must have been, I reckon, eight or nine years ago now. So like a long time before in a load of like expensive video conferencing software and the amount of money they saved from people not flying. It was like insane. And so I think we're just going to see more businesses start to cut costs in different ways and reallocate their budget into things that actually matter. Like it doesn't, you don't need to have a physical office space or perhaps you do need to have a physical office space, but it might be that that space doesn't need to be as big as one might think. I think even offices will start actually like, um, 
like you said, instead of like they'll start cutting costs on like let's say like planes and hotels or whatsoever, and they probably might even add more costs into uh, like like incentives for employees. Because one thing I've noticed after COVID is there's now more of a push to help one another. You know, uh, there's more of like a almost a community feel in our in our world that uh, we're all in this together idea. And I feel like a lot of offices will now end up putting actually more money into like insurance, for example, because after a pandemic, they've now realized like, well, so a lot of people actually struggled uh, during this time. So maybe not only medical insurance, but um, other other sorts of insurances or incentives for people to work for that company. It's possible, but <clears throat> as far as I'm concerned, and I think a lot of these big companies, you would hope that they put money into things that are worthwhile within the business. But it could also just lead to bigger paychecks for the top dogs. Sure. That cost cutting, just could like you just got to think about the way people are naturally quite greedy, and yeah. so it's possible that the money doesn't get reallocated efficiently. People are kind of what fucks up the market, if you, if you could say it like that. But on a completely well, not completely different topic, it's along the same lines. One thing I was um, talking to my dad about was productivity in like the workplace or working from home versus actually being in the office because many people would say that when you're in the office you're in the zone but when you're at home you've also got a load of other distractions but due to the fact that unemployment's really pretty fucked right now i think people almost they claim that people are more productive at home and that's in like quotations but the reality is i think people are just scared of losing their job yeah, so what they do is they add in more time and work even harder. But I think the problem with that is that a lot of people struggle to um, I think I know what you're gonna differentiate say. between life at home and working at home. Because the problem with working at home is that you actually end up working more than you're really supposed to. And that adds on to another question. Should people be pay, be getting paid more because they're technically working longer hours? right like i mean maybe 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 they it's it's purely by accident but it's you sort of have that when you're working at home like you just end up going on and on and on and on and next thing you know it's already fucking six o'clock you know or seven or eight even and that can be good in that sense that like yeah it helps with productivity but it's also pretty bad because in a sense some people are actually getting underpaid then yeah i mean the, the boundaries are definitely definitely blurred but personally i think I would want to have an office or something that's separate to your home. Like having a, some, a way to distinguish between your personal life and your, oh. your work life is still an imperative feature, I yeah. think. Because like you said, otherwise you just end up working into the evening. And it'll be interesting to see if this does become a kind of commonplace or common practice that people work from home. How, how people develop over time. Does that productivity... It, can that productivity that they're or the productivity increase actually be sustained in the long term? Perhaps, perhaps not. I mean, video conferencing software could become better. Like I remember reading about um, a piece of software called Around. Yeah. And so what it does is, you know how on Skype you get like, all the background stuff? This is actually like a artificial intelligence technology sort of thing. And it can it only makes sure that only your face is visible. So it get, cuts out all distractions. And when you're talking to someone, it can just be at the top in like small circles rather than taking up a large proportion of the screen. So I think gradually you'll see more software and other technology developed that will be 
almost tailored to working from home. There's another problem for working from home, though, I've found. And this guy, it was bad place to get information, but this guy on Unilad, um, he did an interesting experiment. He's, an, uh, he's a film editor. So what he did was he filmed himself reacting, I say that with rabbit ears, uh, to the meeting that he's about to have. And he edits it into Zoom. And what he does is he just sits there and when they ask him a question, he clicks on it. It quickly changes it. But it looks like he just had bad connection and then he starts talking. And it's just a film of him talking. And it brings up the question that who's to say someone can't just film themselves you know pretending to be in a meeting set that up and just do their own fucking thing and in a sense they're not doing anything wrong because they're still replying to the question they're still actually giving the information that's needed but it's they're not actually like physically there and doing it is that okay or not it's difficult to know because but i think perhaps i need to see the video because the way that it's described to me is i i don't understand how something can be um, how you can pre-record something when you're reacting to questions. Like in a live meeting, you are unable to usually... You might have an idea about what someone might ask, but the phrasing of that question and the way you answer, there'll be slight nuances that would give it away, no? Yeah, it, in this meeting particularly, it was mainly like an update meeting. So like the manager was sort of saying like, uh, okay, Gary, uh, what did you do today? Uh, well, what's uh, how's that project doing? And quite a lot of the times you go into this meeting already having basically a script. And that's how he was able to actually do it and get away with it, for sure. He got away with it perfectly. Huh. I mean, I think you might see that as two different things. And I think you might still have video meetings. But I think for, say, the updates that most people do, like we know someone who works um, at a hotel, technically. And they he has uh, meetings, like update meetings for the week, and they take about an hour. Perhaps I could see that just getting completely eliminated and such that they would just have update videos or like yeah, an and you send it report. to each other. Yeah, yeah. that's and actually it's just compiled, and everyone just gets a compiled video. Boom, they boom, know boom, what boom. all of the sectors are doing, and it's so much more efficient because they'll make sure that the videos that you have to put in are only a certain length, and that you focus on the really key things. About, I think that's the one thing that would be good is that you can actually make the whole thing more efficient. In a sense, it's sort of like making your own clone. Like a little bit, except not a physical clone, but just like a video recorded version of yourself, right? And you just send it over. And your clone, I say that with rabbit ears again, does all the basically the stuff that you find really boring, like going to the meetings or like saying all the things that you uh, find really boring while you can be doing other important things. And I wouldn't be surprised if it becomes sort of a norm where people just pre record themselves and it sort of just answers the questions and like they can skip interviews physically because they've already recorded everything else. Perhaps. I mean, it's definitely possible. Like, it, I've, yeah, it is time efficient. And I know someone also, um, he, he's got an offer on an investment bank, but he was mentioning to me that one of the parts of the interview process was just a video interview, which is kind of like what you say. There's no one actually physically there. But you're just recorded and the questions just come up and you answer them. And I think that's fine, but... To some extent, especially in environments that can be very tense or stressful, I feel like it's a good thing to have someone that's there and physically almost putting pressure on you. Because when you're talking into the screen, it's very hard to be, to be yourself, to be a personal, natural person when you're just talking into a camera. Mm, true. It's less authentic in that sense.
I wonder how um, the social aspect will change, though, because I don't know about you, but I've missed having the social aspect of just sitting with people at uni, maybe even just, like, just chilling, you know? To be honest, I don't miss it. Like, straight up, I actually like working from home because... Look, I like the. I'm not saying I don't like my mates from uni. I think they're great people at the end of the day. But what I'm saying is sometimes I feel like it's you actually end up wasting a lot of time because you come, you go to uni, you talk to your friends, and then you end up getting sort of like you digress throughout your day because you're chilling with your friends and friends, and really all that time you could have been studying and then moved on to your side hustle, and then you chill with them. You see what I mean? Instead of chilling with them throughout the day, you chill with them at the end of the day. I think, okay, I agree with you there. That's a fair point. And I think right now in uni, that's a good thing. But if you look at it from, or at least from my view, say if we did have an online business and it involved hiring more people for the online business because it actually required more people per se, I still think that I would want to have an office. Like, because if it had other people, yeah, they could all work from home because it's online. But the reality is, is I feel like having some sort of like social aspect makes things just run better perhaps at uni it's because it's very individualistic at least in my course it's all about you and you make friends but it's your own grades you take the exams you write your your reports or whatever whereas in i think if you're running something together you got to have that sort of team aspect you got to have almost like it's like team bonding activities i would never call it that because that sounds a little bit like all team bonding activities friends friends friends. team bonding (laughs) Oh, fucking! <laughs> it's one of the best uh, TV shows ever. Yeah, I think uh, that. Yeah, I think that wraps it up, man. Um, it does. On that side note, check out the Inbetweeners. It's a great show. <laughs> oh, you- friends! <laughs> There's only three seasons and six episodes in each season. Worth it. All of them make oh. you fucking laugh, man. If Every you like episode. vulgar shit, oh, go for it. But on the other hand, if you enjoyed this. Do the usual, and uh, we'll see you next time. See you next time. You.